0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and I say ladies because I assume there's some ladies listening to this, especially our wives uh, But welcome to episode 2 of Chibububu season 2 uh, And it's, a, it, it's the summer, so we're going to be talking about a lot of uh, things that pertain to the summer uh, but I have my distinguished panelists today, uh, two repeats and a new guy, because he thought we weren't uh, giving Man United a fair shake in the first episode. So uh, uh, we have Guy, who is an Arsenal fan. Uh, we have Tate, that's not me, that's a Man City fan. And our new uh, guest today is Ushe, who is unfortunately United. a Man United fan. Right? <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, we just wanted to get back together uh, and talk about uh, the thing that we told you to watch the last episode, which was the Champions League final. So the Champions League final has come and gone. Uh, Manchester City finally secured um, their first Champions League. Congratulations to... uh, What? (laughs) And uh, yeah, let's just talk about the final. What were your impressions? Uh, We'll start with uh, Tate, who is still like grinning from ear to ear about, about this win. What did you think about the game?
1: I think the correct way to say it would have been we're starting with the current champions. Oh my goodness. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think the final was, in terms of like a spectacle, it wasn't a great game. I think what um, Inzaghi, his, his, his tactics were on point and they nullified Pep's game. So the game really was not exciting, and it came down obviously to one, one great moment to win it. If if that was Inter scoring that goal, I don't even think City would have recovered. It was just that tight. So, but I think on the side of history, City managed to pull off the treble, and in the end, like, after like years of pain, and like people don't understand being a City fan how mad it is. Uh, some of the incidents that that have happened before, we lost to Lyon in the bubble year, like the first COVID year, where we had Lyon and then we we're gonna get to the semi-final and we lost to Lyon. <laughs> we had like so many duds that to win this at this point was like it's like surreal. But um, I think we we deserved it and uh, it's been a good season.
0: Yeah, if you wouldn't have won this year, I think everyone would have given up on you. But, you know, what's funny about th- about about this game, I, I, I agree. I think the game was less of a spectacle than we thought. You know, in our group, in our text group, we all were like, what are your predictions? I think my prediction was uh, 4-1 final, and the game would be over in 33 minutes. And then as yeah. we're watching this thing, we're going, Inzagi has a blueprint on how to stifle uh, Man City. So I wonder yeah. yeah I'm wondering if uh, anyone else will take will take heed of how um, Man City was played in this game uh going into next season. But yeah, I would have to agree with you. It wasn't it wasn't as exciting, but I, I feel like that's been the last couple uh Champions League finals. It's like teams are canceling each other out. It's not expensive it's as a game. Yeah. Yeah it's yeah. it's real tight. One one game one goal to win it. Uh I know Ushe came on this podcast specifically because he wanted mm-hmm. to talk about the treble Uh, and losing a treble. So what were your thoughts about the Champions League final? To be
2: honest, I didn't watch that match. Um, I had bad vibes. (laughs) yeah. So I ignored it. I I had hopes when people were saying Lukaku missed a few chances. I was like, ah, they might do it. Then after, you know, uh, but uh, when I saw the way things are going, I just stopped watching. I was just not in there. That was not (laughs) my thing, man. I was like, I'm not doing this. Um, it's, it's, It's... I mean, you know, it's, it's depressing, you know, but uh, I'm okay, man. It's just fine, you know. But also, it doesn't count. It doesn't count because once they're found guilty... Is this, one, is, is this a better... Tra-
0: <laughs> okay, I was going to say, is this a better treble than the Man United treble, but you already said it doesn't count, so it's I guess not even, it's not even.
2: Actually, what treble. I'll say... No, it's not even close, man. I think if you look at what um, United did, how we won the treble, and that squad, the way it was built, come on, guys. And also, the first... English club to do it is this the first thing I don't know anyway the way we did it compared to this now I mean we can look at City and say oh trouble this this but guys come on man with the money Pep has the with all the things they do how can they not win it's actually disappointing they didn't win it before so I'm actually uh I don't know I'm just being bitter but at the same time mm. <laughs> I feel like the United Trouble is better but at the same time congrats City welcome you're now also uh, a rare breed to win a treble so it's one of those things where end of the day they did something amazing but uh yeah you know it's just uh
0: as as the man you not defending you is just like it's yeah. hurt, you're hurting a little bit i, 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 I did think i feel worse you. but I'm,
2: I'm actually over it now i don't even care anymore that's the funny thing like you know um <laughs> it's one of those things like the 115 caveat thing i'm, I'm good though don't worry i'm good we'll come back
0: guy what what are your thoughts on the
3: game? I thought the game was great in terms of not a spectacle, but because uh, as you said, we all thought people had like thirty-three minutes, fifteen minutes, half time, so I think it was good in terms of that the game was not over until like much later on. So it was a lot more competitive than I expected. And as you said, Nzagi has the blueprint. It's just he just needs to tweak it a little bit because he had the blueprint, but then he. Uh, he had the wrong sub striker coming on unfortunately because mm-hmm. that That's man's true. had some chances but yeah he just wasn't it just wasn't his day so but yeah i, I enjoyed I, I i enjoyed it because i thought it would have been boring if uh we all pretty much expected city to win it but i thought it would have been boring if it was going to be like 3-0 in like 20 minutes it's not really exciting but yeah it would have been it would have been more of a spectacle like tate was saying like let's say if maybe if inter had scored like in the first 30 minutes and then yeah yeah things like that or city scores and they had come back it would have made it a bit more exciting but overall i think it was a as a game it was a, it was an interesting game it kept it kept our well it kept my attention uh, throughout
0: yeah i thought i would turn it off much earlier than i did which was at the end after the game was over uh so tate uh, just a quick question e- e- to you yeah. as a city fan uh what do you think the odds of repeating next year are? What What do you think you need to do to be able
1: to go back and, and win it again? If, if City only focuses on Champions League, then maybe. I think it's going to be very difficult. Next season is looking quite tough. A lot of people are predicting next season to be quite difficult. Just in the EPL alone, if you look at mm-hmm. the, sp- the spending around Arsenal and I think Man U, once they sort out their story, they they're going to go in for yeah. a couple of guys. Chelsea's already stocked up um i think liverpool are obviously going to be back with some heat so just in the epl is going to be tough and then should then do that plus champions league yeah it's going to be very difficult so i think the odds i think it's probably there's a good there'll be favorites but uh yeah. i don't yeah. think it'll happen okay
0: all right, well, let's uh, let's wrap up the Champions League conversation by just looking at uh, what UEFA voted. I don't know who UEFA is, but some people in UEFA voted as the uh, team of the season for the Champions League. So at goalkeeper, they had Thibaut Courtois from Real Madrid, and then uh, four defenders, uh, two from Man City, two from Inter, uh, Kyle Walker, uh, Ruben Diaz, uh, Alessandro Bastoni, and Federico Di Marco and then uh midfield 3 of John Stones, Kevin De Bruyne and uh Rodri and then wow. uh three, three forwards with Bernardo Silva, uh, Erling Haaland and Vinicius Jr. So Man City has seven players in this team. Um what changes do you think you would make to this team? Is is this would you call this your UCL team of the season Sweet. or do you think uh some people got snubbed? Can you can you repeat that midfield? Yeah, that midfield is John Stones Kevin De Bruyne and Rodri.
3: Yeah, I think that's so,
0: n- I think that's nonsense. That exactly. one that one.
3: <laughs> Jones, 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 he played midfield in in the final and yes, he did well, but we can't say he's in that team of the season as a midfielder based on one game.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. That was my one change. Chance. I, I have three changes to this team. I think I think the goalkeeper is I think Andre Onana was a better goalkeeper this year than uh, Tibo Couto was. Yeah, I mean he kept game. Inter in that thing, um, especially especially in that sem- semi final against AC Milan, he had saves that like mm-hmm. kept them in the game. So I don't know why Couto on there. Uh, and then yeah, my midfield Kamavinga, especially in that round against one Kamavinga against Liverpool. Uh, was amazing, and then he played right back as a midfielder That's- against Man City, and and acquitted himself really, really well. So I think I think he deserves a spot in that midfield. Uh, I, I can't remember all the group games. It's it's like the groups happened before the World Cup, so anything before that doesn't even matter in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> and then forwards wise, I'd probably drop out. Oh, man, it's hard. I would drop out Bernardo Silva for Rafael Leal. Um, just for the impact of the play on the team. But Bernardo did have a good season. But seven Man City team players is, is a lot. It, it it makes it seem like Man City like completely dominated all the time. And there are games that they were very dominant, like Leipzig. I think they beat Leipzig 7-0 or whatever it was. But there were also games that the teams weren't toe-to-toe with them, like the first uh, leg at Real Madrid and things like that. So, those are my changes. Uh, anyone else want to come? Keo, you already said you wanted to take out uh, John Stones. Any, any I'll go other for Onana.
2: I think Onana is yeah, yeah. a goalkeeper. And uh, just to be a bit controversial, I don't see, um I'll be controversial, yes, but... Um, De Bruyne, I don't know how he keeps making these teams, guys. Like... Even in the two legs against Madrid, fine, he scored a goal, but guys, that guy was marked out of the game. I don't see how all of a sudden um you know he scores a goal and is now the best player ever. I'd really remove De Bruyne. Um yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's a good you him? so I don't know who I'd put actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. There's no option Maybe that's the answer. No, but guys, honestly, I think (laughs) in that Madrid midfield, I think those, the semi-right, I mean, those games who, you can't tell me Dovrana played better than the mid, those guys. Even his own City players. I I don't know. Just because he scored, before he scored that goal, he was actually quiet, guys. He was quiet. So, and...
0: Yeah, I think... I think Rodri overpowered him in, in both
3: of you those see, games, honestly. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. I don't know. I'll look at it. and I'm just hating. But the rest, it is what it is. I think that's the thing. When you go that far and you win, um, I think it always happens year in, year out, that the the, the team that wins, you get like the, the, the avalanche of players. So, even if they don't really deserve it, just because they won, I think. So mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, for me. Well, what about you, Tate? Oh, no, tender Guy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: For me, yeah, the other the other ones, I think, are okay. There could be, like, questions here and there. But, like, yeah, as I said, John Stones out, out, out. Um, <laughs> I, I would be putting in Barella because I think once you've got Rodri oh, yeah. okay. in there, then I think even just from watching the game, uh, that inter-game that we didn't watch, um, <laughs> especially in the first 60 minutes, I would actually... What's his name? Barilla can be very disappointed with his teammates because that guy was actually dominating that midfield for quite a bit of that game. Then,
0: yeah, eventually they got overrun, yeah. but I think he did quite well. Okay. Tate, we've got seven of your players there. Any, any, And you probably want to
1: add three more, knowing you, <laughs> but what what, what's, what are your thoughts? <laughs> that would be the right thing to do. Wow. Um, <laughs> only to just complete it. But I, I mean, it's it's very interesting because actually, when I did some research on the on like multiple sites and what they had as their best eleven, most of the city guys were there, but also John Stones, slotting into midfield was a bit weird because it's really a defender, and then Pep just shimmy these tactics to just throw people off. But yeah, that's a guy I would I would take out. Uh, maybe do a Barella. That would be all. But Camavinga, it's almost the same thing with Kamavinga. Some of the games is playing right back, left back actually. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. But Barella would slot into midfield. The back four, I think, is what it is: Kyle Walker, Ruben Diaz, uh, Bastoni. A good shout is actually Akanji. Um, but I don't know if you can have more City no, we cannot. players no, than we have no, already. No. Uh, this is your team. You can pick which one. And Keeper could be Keeper, is you know, I think Onana is, is a shout, t and maybe Edison. Ah, you never know. And um, the front three, I think Vinicius was actually really good. This Vinicius mm-hmm. one, right? There's a lot of Arsenal people who are now saying uh, Saka is better than
2: Vinicius. Oh, my goodness, I think
1: uh, they, yeah. they, they played. The... They play different positions.
0: Vinicius is on the left, Saka's on the right. Let's just leave it at at what it is. If I had both of them on. If I had both of them on my team. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be crying. So, be exactly interest. right. I um, so. I,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Tate, I can, I can actually take that. I can take that comparison. I don't think, I don't think that's a, that's a bad one. It's the people who then come and say Martinelli is better than Vinicius who need to, yeah, yeah go and watch some, yeah, watch yeah. some soccer. <laughs> please
0: go away. Please go Get, away. Tested. Get tested. Yeah. Go, please go away. Because <laughs> yeah, no, no. Vinicius, Vinicius is, uh, he's, he's getting up there to being a top three player in the world. I think. I think. I think behind true. Mbappe and Holland he's he's he, uh what he's the next one <laughs> he's the next one did you just i I said Haaland and, and and Mbappe uh, I think he's the next one he's the next like top attacker in in, in world football Uche said something about a guy named Marcus we don't care about oh
2: Marcus my. oh you see, no you will see oh Marcus no. guys you will see the guy that's all <laughs> i'll say you'll see him next season that's all i'm saying
3: Uchema from me Marcus gets the, the 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 Chelsea treaty yeah, well, my,
1: so that happens to me, you guys. When Rashford just starts popping off. You know, these guys are like Ballon d'Or and they start talking okay, about no, I won't go that far. Guys, I won't go that far.
2: But I, I think he had a very good season. That's all I'm just saying. But yeah,
0: no, nah, he had a but great season. Yeah, he had a great season, and I think he's important to you. But I don't know if that he would be as important to someone else if he was he was on a different team. Like, would I take Rashford at yeah. Arsenal? Hundred percent. But I think he would just be one of the uh, one of the guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he, he he he'd be he'd be another guy that he,
2: we he can, can start ahead of soccer. Yes, exactly. Like so in,
3: in, yeah, in in fact, you can give him to us, so we can just uh, test out this theory. And yeah, next we'll year
0: <laughs> in the next season, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be starting for soccer. I mean, you can even see in the England setup that soccer is like the n- number one name on the team sheet. Uh, but you, you know, know English manager, care, we don't Sal trust that guy. You know how he is that
2: man. This is. Just politics. That guy is not really up here <laughs> Listen.
0: Saka scored a hat trick last week. against for, Macedonia, for guys. Didn't. So, it's like, we'll well, just hey, leave guys, it at that. But have you scored one, you haven't. So let's let's just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. Before we digress any further, uh, let's yes. let's talk about transfers. Um, so UCL is over. We are all of us are gearing up for next season. Uh, there's transfers happening. Uh, there's transfer rumours happening. Um, things like that. So we, we're just gonna like fold everything together. So what I want to hear from you guys is uh, what your favorite potential or actual transfer uh, for the upcoming season is, and then what what uh, transfer that's a potential or has happened that you think is going to be a flop. So your favorite upcoming transfer and your one that you are you are going to put your neck on the line and say this guy's not going to do well uh, because he just moved to this team. And we'll start with uh, Tender Guy, what, what you got for us? Uh, you
3: know, being a gunner, um, of course, uh, my uh, my transfer, I'm going to start with the flop. Um, the transfer that I think is going to be a flop and uh, within a few months, uh, they would have gotten rid of him. Is there the new Tottenham coach, that guy? <laughs> especially, if, <laughs> especially, if, especially if Kane goes to Bayern, it's late. Who Angie, is that uh, guy? His name Ange Anje Poste- Postecoglou, I guess. Postecoglou, yes. Yeah. Postecoglou. So, mm, I really, I don't know. I, I definitely, obviously, being an Arsenal fan, I don't hope he surprises me. I hope exactly what I'm saying is what happens. But yeah, I think he. I know he's not a player, but I think he's the one currently because player-wise, I don't think there's been anything that's been ridiculous yet. I was a bit surprised. I hope the other way with our, our signing. I I hope Havertz goes the other way because that that's the one that I kind of like. Mm, I'm not too. I'm not too sure about. So I hope that goes the other way. Uh but excited about. I think. Um, obviously. Um, obviously with Arsenal uh, getting Rice, that's an exciting one. I think. I think it was rather pricey, but I think. Well, I want to see what he can do. So that's that's an mm-hmm. exciting exciting signing for me so far.
0: Okay. What about you? Yeah. What you got? Oof.
2: Well, I mean, given the United uh, situation at the moment, they're kind of. Missing up our summer, man. You know, <laughs> the, I mean, fine. I mean, we've got a Mason Mount yeah. coming. Basically, I trust any signing that uh, Ten Hag makes. And I I think he's got he's got a... He's moving from okay. this whole thing of having individual players to assist system, And I think Mason Mount to be a good player. But I think the plans he has... So, I mean, okay. depending on how the sale goes, do we get sold now or later? I don't know. But um, I do think if we get someone like Onana... Uh, that would be very good in terms of playing for the back because Gea, the guy, it's been he's very good shot stopper. But I think in terms yeah. of the system that he want to play, so I won't say Mason Mount would be um, the best signing ever. But I think I like where the coach is going with it. Um, the, f- the flop, in a sense, yeah. um, the funny thing I, uh, with Arsenal, the funny thing is I actually think Kai Havertz is going to be a very good player because um, before he we went to Chelsea, I used to watch him at uh, you know this and I think those highlights and the position he played. And yeah. I think Chelsea, when you go there, you don't go and play the position you meant to play. Chelsea does Chelsea thing. So I think you find that um Yeah. he's gonna I think he's gonna surprise people. But then also then Declan Rice, I think the money you've paid is a lot. Um yeah. I think he'll definitely improve Arsenal. He'll be a good player in this in the sense that he's gonna improve the team. So that's gonna be a good thing, of course. But is he worth that much? Even if you said eighty seven, I don't think he's worth that much. But I think in terms of, number one, uh, like like what I said about Arsenal losing the league last season, your squad wasn't as big and strong. So now you've got people like that. So I think that mm-hmm. is what he'll do in terms of impact more than him being that good. So I think ha- Havertz will be very, very, very good, I think. And then Rice will just do his normal thing. Um, so I won't say flop per se, but I think for the price, people forget if you guys have a good season, but I, I don't think you'll justify the price tag. I don't think he would. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, I'll jump in and then take. You can close this segment. But I think for me, um, the the transfer I'm probably uh, thinking is I'll start start with the flop. The one that I think will flop at this point is uh Alec- Alexis Mac at Liverpool. And the biggest <laughs> reason, I, 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 the biggest reason I think that is. They haven't addressed the base of their midfield, and they need to address the base of their midfield for that guy to flourish. At Brighton, yeah. he had he had uh, he had Caicedo um, yeah. like doing all the dirty work for Argentina. He has Enzo Fernandez doing all the dirty work. So I don't know who mm-hmm. Liverpool is expecting to do the dirty work. They have six people that can score goals, and all those guys are pretty talented. But no one can hold the ball or take the ball from anyone. So I'm I'm not sure what they're playing at. Uh, so based on the current uh, vibe at their team, I think that guy will be a flop. And then the one that I think will be a success, uh, surprisingly, I think I think James Madison at Tottenham is actually going to do really well for them. Mm-hmm. They've needed someone to play in that hole for a while. Now, it, it's all dependent on what happens with Harry Kane, I think, in some ways, because Richarlison can't hit the the <laughs> side of a barn with the ball. So if he's going to be their striker they might struggle a little bit, but I think James Madison in that hole, uh, in that number 10 role that they haven't had since like a Raphael mm-hmm. van der Vaart or something like that um, will actually be a pretty good success. Yes. guy, uh, as you say, the coach is a, is a, you know, he's a very, very unknown quantity. So that will be interesting, but I, I do think uh, Madison is going to hit the ground running for them. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to pick up 12, 15 goals um,
1: for, for them next season. Tate, what do you think? Um, yeah, as so I was saying like earlier, it's really gonna be a mad wind to the transfers. Um on the city side we're looking, hopefully, to buy Yosko uh Govador from Leipzig. That's gonna be a an expensive one. They're looking to get like eighty plus pounds mm-hmm. million. Uh so that would be interesting for our defense. I think Laporte is gonna go out. So that's gonna be um uh, quite, quite a transfer, but also the Rice one. Is, I'd say is at the top of being the most exciting one in terms of what he could mm-hmm. do for Arsenal. And mm-hmm. I'll and I'll and I'll pop the question back to you, Arsenal guys, about the the story around Pate, and would it not be better to keep him? But obviously, he wants to leave. But I, I, when I finish, you, you can then uh, pick one up. I, apart. I forgot. Okay I think he and then, I don't know if he wants
3: to leave, but it's like they haven't actually offered him he's got two years left, and they haven't offered him a contract, so I don't know if he's getting pushed out like the stories are kind of mixed i I would definitely rather keep him because it's more depth for now, but exactly, I, I don't know, I don't know because what Arsenal fans say.
2: were saying uh Partey is way better than Casemiro, and then the season's over now, the guy's being shipped out. Guys, I mean, come on, what were you saying about, yeah,
0: I think. No, no, no. I, I, I still think uh, based on last season, I think they're very I mean, Rodrigo, Casemiro, Parte, the three best DMs. I said those great, but I, I don't know that he's better than those three. Uh, but I would love to keep him. It's just the question of like, what, what is his mentality? Is he okay? Exactly. Spot? Yeah. Um, yeah. But we have so many more games next season. I mean, we had Europa League, which is a Useless mm. competition, if you ask me, but we'll have Champions League next year, so I would want yeah. to have a team that can compete. Uh, and yeah, oh yeah, that, sorry, that, don't forget. Uh,
2: question. sorry, I forgot this one Christopher Nkunku, the Chelsea striker. I think he's going to be good. Um, oh Ooh. yeah, I forgot,
0: yeah, that's going to be an interesting because he's going to replace Havertz in that kind of utility striker role, oh, so yeah. I, I think he will be good.
1: That's true. Um, flop
2: i think flop one now
1: one. oh sorry yeah flop oh, okay. um, i'm not sure who's going to be a flop yet I, I think most of the transfers do look good um yeah. yeah i think the only one i'm very very worried about is havertz i don't know what uh, Ateta is <laughs> seeing maybe he's playing fifa but <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one has to go right like it's, it's like it'll break your reputation that one he, yeah. know very much he's sticking his neck yeah. out on the line for that dude. Exactly. I think I think for the most part, because he scored the Champions League goal, people mm-hmm. gave him a lot of, you know, uh space. But now he's sort of getting to a point where he can't have another bust bust year mm-hmm. and it's gonna be interesting. So yeah, I think that's the one that's that I'm eyeing as it has to go well. Okay.
3: Well Tate, I was saying um why is no, one's like, no one excited about Mbappe going to Liverpool for 250?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, because that's it actually playing FIFA and not real life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's why no one's talking about it. Uh, okay, well, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. To round it off, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation about what's happening with the ownership at Man United, um, whether or not. They are going to Arab money, or Jim Ratcliffe mm-hmm. is going to buy them. So Uche is the resident Man United expert <laughs> and former shareholder. Well, tell, tell us tell us wh- wh- what do you think? Wh- what what do you think the best course of action for United is, and what do you
2: think? Oh, yeah, will you know, happen? up until this Mason Mount thing, I was, I was going to say it's been a depressing window, man. Because I think there's an element of uh, until these guys sell, we're not going to do proper business. Um, there's all these rumors coming out that yeah. you need to have a certain balance sheet and I think yesterday there was a story coming out that I think there's like, is this seven or eight places or something the, the ones that are there and two of them, the ones that actually want to mm-hmm. do the football side, they actually like the club but the rest are the ones who want to sell and apparently when they make decisions, the two that love the club actually want to do the right thing but the other ones are saying no. So of course these are just trying to spin, you know, try and change the image but I think Ultimately, the guys just need to sell, but I think someone actually said it a while ago that they, they don't have to sell. That's the problem, you know. They they're not uh, under pressure to sell. I mean, they're under pressure from us, yes, but they don't they, they couldn't care less these guys. So the ideal situation is them mm-hmm. selling to, and I'm not, I'm not saying we want to be like City because if you ask City fans who they supported ten years ago, it's not City, guys. All I'm saying. So for United fans, if we say if these guys take over the what you call it the Saudi. Guys, Um, we're not saying take over United so you can become a a city tight or PSG team. No, it's just to let the club do what the club does. Um, Jim Ratcliffe, if you look at the niece and the comments about the club, it's not... I haven't heard good things. I mean, they'll try and say, oh, I think there's a player. Actually, what's his name? Uh, The former Leicester keeper. uh, who's now playing for Nice. at some point. Came out saying, no, they're very good owners, blah, blah. But I don't believe that. Um, I wouldn't want... Uh, Ratcliffe to buy. Yeah. I'd actually prefer the the Saudi, simply because I think they'll clear the debt. The debt, Then the club will do its own thing. The other stuff we'll see later on. Um, and no one complained when Newcastle were bought. No one complained when City were bought. No one complains about PSG, or these things. So, in that regard, clear the debt. Um, just let the club do what the club does. It makes its own money. Uh, leave the coach to make the decisions. Um, that would be the, the ideal situation. But um, And we all thought that When the window opens, they'll have sold the club. So they haven't. So seeing as we can't predict what they're doing, that's the unsettling. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, so they might still be here. Because I think now if things go well, Champions League and money, they might hold on a bit. So I don't know. man. Eventually, they will sell. I think when they do sell, we'll celebrate. right now, it's just the uncertainty is not fun. That's all. Uh, So even the transfers and the club going forward, we have to wait until these guys are done. But ideally, ask anyone. They want, shake, whatever, just seem to take over, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think you made a very valid, salient point. It, it, the biggest difference to me of like the, I think it's a Qataris, oh, yes. not Saudis, but the biggest difference for for the for the Qataris buying United as compared to uh, when City or Chelsea were bought is United has already been spending. It's not like United is going to start spending again. is going to start mm-hmm. spending because they have owners. United already yeah. spent. You spent a hundred million on Anthony last season, and mm-hmm. then like eighty five on Casemiro. So United spending is a thing that already happened. So I think, yeah, what puts you in a be- better place is your debt being cleared. So I've, I'm less worried about United being bought by the Qataris because it's not introducing a new element of spending yeah. into the game. United has, is on a, a brilliant financial foundation for long, a long, long period of time, and spending is just a part of the game. It's different with like a Newcastle or initial city when they came from the second division were now buying anyone that they could. Uh, you know, mm. so I think that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll take a look. Does anyone else, any other comments?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I was joking with Usha the other day, just saying that now they want oil money. <laughs> but uh, I, I think definitely the the Qatari are better owners than Radcliffe because if they go the, the way of Radcliffe, they're not spending. They're just going to be in sort of a mm. weird space again. They just mm-hmm. need someone who's going to come in and run the business properly and allow uh, Tenag and his team to build the team the way that he wants to build it and they can become competitive. I don't think Manu are like three, four signings away from being a problem. It's just they just need proper players that are consistent and get, get rid of uh, Marshall and just get a proper strike. If, I was just saying to well, on the other stream before we switch to this one that um, – if I'm United, I'm budgeting like 150 mil to try and get the best striker to United yeah. because that's the one thing that they really need. I think they managed to have a solid defense with Ferran and Martinez. Um, uh, the other small guy. <laughs> and, this. Yeah. Small guy. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it was small. small. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think Rashford was pretty solid and you have Sancho who might go, might not go. And Anthony. so I think mm. there's a team there. So the the yeah. sooner this goes through, the better. If if it takes longer, by the time you 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 come in and like you have money, Arsenal's taking everyone.
2: City's
1: <laughs> <He's laughs> taking the guys they want. Chelsea's already taken most of the guys. You yeah. you'll be you'll be sort of yeah. buying the scraps. So that's the one. That's the one there. But uh, I think well, from rumors, latest rumors is that it's it's close. So it's just maybe a week or so who we'll have clarity on that situation. So, yeah. let's see. It's been close for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: been close for a while, but... so It's closer. It's, it's closer, been closer.
2: every
0: <laughs> day. <I just laughs> <want> to, <laughs> sorry to take you back. There's one thing I forgot when you were talking about
3: transfers. One that flew under the radar. That I was like, Sandro Tonali has gone to Newcastle. Oh, yeah,
2: that one, dude.
0: Oh, yeah. That should be... Their midfield should be with Bruno and Sandro. Should I rate be that guy. Tonali is a good player, yeah. man, my word.
2: Yeah. yeah
0: is. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he hates it and then he comes to Arsenal next season <laughs> it's possible yeah. well gentlemen thank you for your thoughts and your conversation uh, we are at the, the time that we want to be at so we're going we're wrap it, to wrap it up and um, uh, thank you guys for listening uh, is anyone watching anything uh, that they want to recommend in the next uh, this weekend
3: you must watch the cricket
0: guys. <laughs> oh that's true. Yeah. There's, there's a Zimbabwe cricket big Zimbabwe cricket game against Sri Lanka this Saturday. So if you have time, tune in uh, and and watch and support support the Chevrons. Yes. Yeah. So we
3: win we go to the World Cup. Oh it's fine.
0: yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. We'll see we'll see what happens. And and some if <laughs> But uh, uh, and some F one, F one is back, and then Wimbledon in a couple of weeks. So there's there's some good sports on TV. But uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks um, to talk more about the transfer window, and uh, hopefully some moves would have um, been solidified. And uh, we'll do some previews of uh, some preseason uh, games that will be starting up here in the middle of July. But for now, this has been us. Nice one, Thank you for listening. Cheers, guys. Cheers.
1: Howdy. Howdy. Thank you.